podcast for uh, a little a little ranking episode this is a very personal and fun one a little ranking give me, me a little laughs we're doing the top 10 films i love that my co-host hates i'm very excited <laughs> for this one this is going to give you guys a clear map of where jesse and i's film <laughs> opinions lie and yeah. what we both love and don't love about what the opposite hates <laughs> um how did you go about making your list because this was very hard because you really? ha- you are positive towards more films than I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to like kind of think about your star rating and conversations we've had, and I'm happy with my list now. I had a very easy time with this <laughs> because you are very more critical with the films, and I just remember I thought, mm, what do I love? And I literally you told me what to do. You said, um, just pop it on Letterbox and tap like star, like or like half yeah. a star or whatever. So I tapped it and went. And all the films came out. I went, oh, I love those. And I went, here we go. The list <laughs> is kicked off. We're ready to go. And even though a lot of them I already knew, some of them surprised me. So, all right. <laughs> just have one question though before we yeah, kick into sure, it. Sure. They're not in any particular order. No, I've ranked them in like the biggest star difference. So, like, okay. I, 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 my number two is like probably my least favorite on this list, but and I still like it, but you hate my number two. Okay. So okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Right. I, I kind of similarly my number one <clears throat> is the lowest film that you've rated. Yeah. I think it's getting there. And then from there it gets higher and higher. So we'll start with ten. Right. I think which is like two two stars. You gave it one star, so <laughs> there we go. Um the Bro Race podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um so okay, that makes a bit more sense. Right. Well shall I kick us off? Yes, yes, you shall. Right. My number 10 is a favourite on the Brainwash podcast. <laughs> he mentioned it all the time. And I still don't see why Joel doesn't like this film. Because it's just it's just Tom Holland and Marky Mark. Don't it. you dare! <laughs> I'm trying yeah. it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. This is ridiculous. I, I love this film. It's just good fun. Tom Holland plays Nathan Drake. Who goes a treasure hunting with Michael Vogue. Uh. Who plays... It's not Jake Sully, is it? It's the, no. Sully. <laughs> it's Avatar. So, something Sully. And they go on a treasure hunt. There's, fit, there's great action, so much fun. Shout out to Chloe. No, Chloe's the worst character and in you film know, history. It, it's so bad, it's good. It's just, it's just a good time, and there's nothing wrong with this film. Jesse. really. Antonio Banderas is hamming it up as Puss in oh, Boots in real gracious. life. And yeah, what's not to love, honestly? There's a lot not to love, Jesse. Well, why don't you like this film, Joe? It's a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> For one, you went into this film with me. We were both like, it's not going to be great. But could be fun, and then somehow I took all your negative aura, and you were like, "Woo woo, seven <laughs> out of ten If I'm not mistaken, it, it could go. I might watch it again. No, please, I'm thinking about it. Please, no. <laughs> all right, so oh. my number ten is who's the director? I'm gonna shout them out. Please don't. Ruben Futches. Oh, he did uh, Ruben Fleischer. He, he did um Venom and Zombie Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gangster Squad. That's oh cool. All right, yeah, Uncharted, man. Oh Let's go. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. This episode's gonna be a long time. Hit me. Let's go. All right, number ten is the Smurfs two. 
You like this verse too? I do. Oh my gosh. I do. This film... <laughs> this film sucks. No! Get ready to get naughty, Jesse. Both this Murph films suck. No! <laughs> you, this... could have put the, you, put a, you could have put the first verse on. Yeah, but this one you didn't like more. Oh, so yeah, I was like, true. you know what? I'm going to hit that note a little bit harder. Every Smurf film sucks. <laughs> and Smurf's The Lost Village as well. Okay, you don't, you don't like that either. No. So you can't that. <laughs> All right, so tell me about Smurfs Oh, I love the Smurfs too. My <laughs> mum and I would go watch them both at cinemas. Um, so we've got some good memories. That's so cute. We'd have some lunch together afterwards, dissect the film, <laughs> how much we loved it. I was blue people. I also love the blend of the real world and the Smurfs because I think that kind of works quite well. About the fish out of water. The fish out of water kind of situation. When you get the little toy from Macca's <laughs> yeah. with one of the Smurfs, You'd always be cut up when it wasn't your favourite Smurf, but that's okay. You got the little collection. Yeah. Um, Hank Azaria as Gargamel. He's crap. He's <laughs> so funny. He's hamming it up. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's really bad. Jesse, you know come? the main reason I don't like it? Why? Is there a clumsy Smurf? Is that what his name is? Yeah. He's the one of the worst <laughs> characters in film. Why? He is so whiny. He's like, oh, Papa Smurf, I can't do it. Like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the only character I like Smurfette is a sleigh. Smurfette's awesome. This is more about her, Jesse. Papa because... Smurf is low-key creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like Santa. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the same film again. It's just oh my gosh, the Smurfs can't do human things because they're Smurfs. They try, and it's about but they the can't do that it take because to get there. is this one is Katy Perry Smurf? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh and no, this, sorry. Yeah, no, she is. And they string on a bunch of Katy Perry songs and into who's it. Like, You're gonna hear me, <laughs> rock. Like shut up. Yeah, it's just, oh. it's like, usually my expectations are low for animated, like, G-rated films, but this is like, ugh, <laughs> ghastly. This film, the main thing, the reason why I love it is that it feels like it goes bigger than the story, because yeah. we go to Paris, yeah. and we meet Vexy and Hackus, who are like evil Smurfs, yeah. created by Garbagamel. Um <laughs> Okay. And I love Neil Patrick Harris as Patrick. He's um, the human. He's he's very nurturing of them. And I think that I love... I just love to see the relationship between the Smurfs and a human. And it always get me thinking, oh, well, a Smurf yeah. friend of my own, you know. <laughs> um, so Smurfs 2 is a film I, I do yeah. quite enjoy. Yeah. Well, just my number, two, my number two I thought was my number seven. So my number seven is the one I like. Okay. So okay. My number nine is a movie that was on my... Top ten for the year in 2021, uh-huh. and Joel, we I watched it on a online Zoom party with Joel, and he thought it was very middling at best. It is Free Guy. Ah, yes, <laughs> Free Guy. <laughs> Free Guy stars Ryan Reynolds, Jody Comer, and Taika Waititi. It is very fun. I give this one four stars. Oh, uh, it is that guy who is an NPC and becomes more conscious as the film goes on. And it's just, it's very funny. It's very heartwarming. There's some great meta references to like the Avengers and Star Wars. And okay, that was cool. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and I thought that I was not expecting a lot from this like tacky Ryan Reynolds film, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, Joel d- disagrees though. I do disagree. This <laughs> was a bit of a mess. Um, it's just because it was designed as a Fox film. And then Disney kind of picked it up and like clearly injected themselves into the film, which I didn't have a problem like with. Like Chris Evans saying, what the shit? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like they didn't have to do that. It was fun. But also it was just the most basic. This film is a basic bitch of cinema. I'm Whoa, sorry. No, it's fun. It's good fun. It's good fun. It's like it, Uncharted. It's just good fun. It's good fun. Very funny. Good story. A plot that 
made sense and an ending that came together. Jake Keery is also very good in this film. What well, it was Jake Keery. Oh, the, the tech guy. Taika Wa- if there's one small fault, it's Taika Waititi. Oh, he, he was takes, shocking. He takes it, no, he wasn't shocking. He takes it a bit too far. It's like if, Thor, if, if Thor Love and Thunder was a character, yeah. it would be Taika Waititi <laughs> in this film. <laughs> oh, he was... Yeah, I don't get your problem with this one. This is just a good time. Well deserving of my top 10 of that year. Are you sure that because we watched this for your birthday? Yeah, I love how this, was, really on, this was on my top 10 of last year and June wasn't. I know. <laughs> That's, this wasn't. is why I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> sequels in development, which I'm like pulling out hair going, what is going to they? What are they going to do right, with so it? So my number eight, nine is Free Guy. Ah, now my number nine, you're going to love, Jesse. All right, let's go. Shrek 2. Ugh. Now, Jesse famously hates the Shrek I, franchise. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I famously I'm this is this is my favorite of them, but I still hate it. Okay, yeah, good. I noticed your score was a bit low there, Jesse. What is it? One That's out fine. of five. No, it's, it's not. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's a very good film. No, no it's not. It Sorry, you go. You develops go. it in a way that you know, like the, from the first one, was kind of it was good, not great, but now they set off to far, far away to meet Fiona's mother and father. Uh, we meet Puss in Boots in P- this movie. Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. He's a complete legend. Who's your favourite fearless hero? <laughs> Who's your favourite fearless hero? <laughs> <laughs> I just have a lot of fun with this movie. It kind of captures great childhood memories. It's only an hour and a half. It Shrek. <laughs> I'm for Mike Myers. I'm oh, sorry. I think all the voice acting is shocking and it's just... Like The Princess Bride, which I know you haven't seen, so I won't be on your list. Okay, okay. It's just making fun of movies that are good when it's bad. So the jokes, oh. the, the jokes on the track too, I'm sorry. But it's for kids, Jesse. You've got to have so, a lot of fun with it. it, it it's, it's, you know... It's, this film's got a mileage that is certainly for kids, but you, you disagree with <laughs> <laughs> that. And I, for me, it just feels like kind of like a big <coughs> crossover of sorts. Because it's kind of bringing in just a bunch of characters... And obviously, Puss in Boots gets his own spin-off from this. But it feels like peak Shrek franchise because as a child, I was very much into the whole fairy tales and fantastic sort of stories. And so when they kind of lean into that and then we've already got everything established, like Fiona and Shrek's dynamic here is kind of from the get-go, you know, where it is. And then so it just kind of can pick up and get moving. Whereas with the first one, it takes a little bit, like I still love the first one. But it just takes a little bit longer. This one just feels like a... And it goes and it gets by quite quickly. Look, I know I'm in the minority. So I can't I can't try too hard and justify myself. Because I, you're probably more right than me. But I, I have to be honest. And Shrek 2 sucks. Oh. And that is my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. From one terrible animated film to an excellent one. Here we go. My number eight is Shaun the Sheep movie. <laughs> Which one? The first one. I liked this one. No, you don't. I don't like Farmageddon. Oh. Farmageddon. Can I sub it out? Yeah, you can. Okay. My number eight is Sky High. (laughs) 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 I think I prefer when you have... My number eight is Sky High. Now, (laughs) I first watched this with Joel when we... For Joel's 17th birthday. Yeah, I was really excited. We were at Joel's house. He wanted to test out his his new projector. Yeah, I was very excited. And I was like, why don't we watch Sky High? And my other friend Josh was like, I love that movie. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. Oh and I'll be honest, Sky High, it's my, it's in my top 10 of all time. Are you serious? Yeah, it is. When did that happen? Just recently. Oh, Knives God. Out came out. What? Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You so, can't do that, Jesse. And, and Joel it's thought criminal. it was so boring and average. Didn't you, Joel? Was I it? did. This me, film. Before you start, let me just tell you what it's about. <laughs> From the director of Shrek Forever After, the Lego, <laughs> Lego Movie 2, Chipwrecked Trolls. It is, it is about 
young Will Stronghold, who is the son of the commander in Jetstream, powerful mm. superhero, superheroes are normal in this world, mm. goes to a superhero school called Sky High <sighs> and tries to develop his powers because he didn't have any powers. And it's so heartwarming and fun and great music, brilliant acting. Kurt Russell is fantastic. And it's so much fun. The villain is War and Peace. War and, pe- War and Peace. Oh my goodness. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the role of a lifetime is Royal Pain. <laughs> it, it is just so much fun. I have so much sentimental value to this film. I've loved it since I was like 10. Oh. It's just the best. Oh. Why do you hate Sky Hydra? <laughs> this, it was really sad because I was looking forward to watching it. But this just feels like the most thin superhero film the one thing i like about it is danielle panabaker as layla i thought i really like her she's great she's, she's brilliant she's every one of this film is brilliant <laughs> including um can't forget um bruce campbell as the coach who was action evil dead which oh, i haven't I seen about that sidekick <laughs> hero car <laughs> hero <laughs> My best description of this movie jesse <laughs> watching this and i think i was sitting next to you yeah. and you were there going huh uh, you're loving it? You're loving it? I'm going, no, it's frustrating me. <laughs> Just because I feel like it's something that like Nickelodeon would have produced for t- hey, straight to television. Don't do don't mid-2000s Disney, all right? <laughs> I just want to shout out to Kelly Preston was Jetstream. She, the wife of John Travolta, who sadly passed away in 2020. I love, this is her legacy. This is just such a good film. Uh, Nicholas Braun plays Zack Attack, who was the guy that glows. <laughs> It's like I'm glowing, but oh, you can't see because oh. the lights are on. Yeah, and I the best like that and the second best character in cinematic history, apart from McLovin, yeah, Ron Wilson, bus driver. <laughs> Ron Wilson, bus driver, played by Kevin Hafferman, <laughs> is a, such a delight. He could solo the entire MCU. No, he's a this, bot. This is my, fa- all this is my favorite superhero film, apart from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god, I like him more than like Infinity War, oh Endga- my Endgame. Gosh. Just rubbing salt in the wound there. You are. I'm stinging. So, yeah. I'm glad you like Shot the Sheep because now I can talk about Sky High. Uh, my quick question. I've forgotten. Who was that lady villain in the film? Ro- Ro- Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It was Mary Ro- Yeah. Ro- Royal Pain. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. really grinded my game. She was so good. <laughs> He was so excited, like um, Will Stronghold was like, oh, "I'm going to the prom with Gwen Grayson," and I was like, oh. "And then she turns into the villain and turns all the adults into babies." How did she not get like? How did because does yeah like she, she like basically she got the pacifier because Will Stronghold is a simp, which is fair <sighs> enough. Because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is very lovely. <laughs> she's great, and she's, of course for Scott, of also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, she's great, mate. Oh. So my number eight is Sky High. I feel deflated after that. <laughs> can't stop the world. Na, 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 na. <laughs> can't stop the world. <laughs> oh, Jesse. I hope we never watch that movie again. I'll watch it again. Oh, my number eight is... Now, I'm surprised you didn't like this because apparently this was a high, hard hitter in the 80s, nearly 90s. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, why? I why think we're talking about like it? our worst comedies. It's just stupid goofball... Only things happen because characters are dumb. Why would Wayne Zielinski leave his laboratory door open when he has young children there? Why does it take him so long to get back in the grass? All the jokes flop. The parents are annoying. You just want them to go back to the kids who are small. And God, they tr- they tried too much for mid, like early 90s or whatever it was. Oh, no. The CG, the special effects are shocking. It was only budget of $18 million. Yeah, you can tell. Oh, you... <laughs> if, if you can't get that high, then don't aim, don't aim for it. <laughs> Out of curiosity, have you seen Honey I Blew Up? The kid? Oh yeah, and yes, it's terrible as well. And also Honey We Shrunk Ourselves, which I is really bad. Too. I hate all of them. 
Um, uh, if it did worse trilogies. Then, oh, oh no. Yeah. So why do you love this film, Joel? Um. Well, it's just kind of a whole lot of fun. We, my family and I, we'd watch this a lot for movie night, um, and we'd have my bubba staying down with us as well. Um, this is a film introduced to me to me by my mum. This is kind of she grew up watching this with her friends. Um, I just love the kind of like small scale, but also large scale adventure of it. Like, cause they obviously get shrunken down, getting yeah. to see them like interacting in environments that for us seem so, you know, normal, like with the mower in the backyard and yeah. those tall, um, bits of grass are, like sticking out and they were like, Oh, we're going to get disintegrated. And it's just, you know, it, it kind of, for me, it, it, it flew by. Um, I had a lot of fun seeing the kids kind of interacting with each other. Um, and you know, I'm all for a bit of a love story as well. <laughs> so, oh <my> <laughs> um, I, I am a fan. Fact, this film is what Ed, the Ed Sheeran song Lego House was based on. Lego. Was it really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rick Moranis, I think he portrays like the perfect mad scientist. Uh, I love him. He's too, he's too silly. He's too silly. He's too silly. And Ron Thompson... I think it's Ron Thompson. Sorry, did you say Ron Wilson? Ron, no, not driver. Ron Wilson, bus driver. Um, but I, I, I think it's him. I can't, because I haven't watched this in a while. But that, like, stereotypical baseball character, I don't remember his name, but he was I'll fantastic. He was so funny. And he's trying to hit on um, Wayne Zielinski's daughter when they shrunk down. And I just, the whole like character development, she doesn't want a bar of him. And then as they get on, they sort of learn to be both be better people and stuff. And then they end up, you know, I think they end up getting together mm-hmm. uh, in a Lego brick, actually. But, uh, <laughs> in a Lego brick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have a whole lot of fun with this film. It's, it's good fun, relies very much on a visual standpoint. So you don't need to be too like switched on with it or, you know, you can just have a good time. And yeah, it's just, I think the direction from uh, Joe Johnston, he, he he did a good job. I, I liked seeing how he captured the shrunken down lives of these kids. So, yeah, Honey and I Shrunk the Kids is my number eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number seven is, you know, there's a lot of Christmas movies out there. You know, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Easter, what do you, what do you watch at Easter? Well, this is what you watch. You watch Hop, no. ladies and gentlemen. You watch Hop. Hop is... Now, I like Hop. I give it like a 6 out of 10. But my co-host <laughs> gives it one star. Hop, more like slop. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look, this is about EB, played by Russell Brand. Oh, my gosh. The Easter Bunny's teenage son. Heads to Hollywood, wants to become a drummer. Meets James Marsden. It's pretty much the port of Sonic. <laughs> but but done badly. 10 years earlier and still good. This is a good, it's better than Sonic 2. No! Yeah, it's no, it isn't. Yeah, Jesse. Look, this film is fun. It's got good music. It's heart heartwarming. It's cool to see the inner workings of the Easter Bunny because everyone's like Santa this, Santa that. No, it's good. Underappreciated holiday icon. He wants to retire. <laughs> Why is that so crazy? Because we haven't had a lot of movies with the Easter Bunny. So let's probably say that for like the sequel. But they're like, nah, hit it up. He no, but this is like one and done. Just leave it all leave it all on the floor. Great. I oh, think this man. is heartwarming, very fun. I have fond memories of watching this and I would watch it again. Really? Hop is a good it's a good film. It's not great, don't get me wrong, but it's oh it's a good gosh. film and it's not supposed to be hated. Oh, so that's no. my number seven is Hop. Anything oh. else you want to say on that? I just it it really upsets me because it could have been so good, but he becomes like a rock star. Which is fine. No, it just <laughs> He wants to break out of his father's shadow. <laughs> Why a rock star? And they're on Easter Island with all the like, the heads and that's funny. And 
the stupid. I have the image stuck in my head. I have it saved on Snapchat somewhere because I sent this to someone, and I was very visibly disappointed with how they did this scene, how it looked. When the chicken is like the chicken, oh the chicken, the chicken oh, is the chicken. terrible. Chicken's I can't fine. find it. It might be my save. I'll keep looking. Nothing wrong with the chicken. When it becomes like, he's trying to like, ah, oh, he's he's trying to like he gets the superpowers or something, and then he's like, oh, I I, I have a very vivid vivid memory of this. We're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. Um, damn it, I don't have it. That's okay. We're it doesn't put, matter. Do you, I, you can't say it's, it's a good film. It's a good film. Oh man, a lot hop, of problems. Man, with hop. This one. Here we here we go. Here we go. I, I I've said yikes. Just yikes. Uh, well, no, there's nothing wrong with the chicken, all right? Leave it's the chicken just, alone. It's directing traffic. It's all good. It's not. Oh, it's just. What? And the chicken's a bunny. It's funny. No, no, it doesn't doesn't work for me. This film makes me very And I love like, kind of like a Willy Wonka experience seeing all the chocolate. Don't bring made. Willy Wonka into this. This is on par with the first Willy Wonka. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. You're hurting my soul, Jesse. So, yeah, my number seven is Hop. Oh, you like? I've sucked you like this film. I would have thought I'm you hopping know. on the the train. That people who like this film <laughs> do a lot of people like this film. Well, it's an average of two out of five on Letterboxd. Okay. So mm. we're, it's 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 in the middle of our scores. Okay, okay, all right. Well, my number seven, I think, is isn't it right? Oh, sorry, Hank Hank Azaria is the chicken. Oh, anyway, you were saying my number seven is isn't it right? Yeah, <laughs> this is this is probably the worst rom com I've ever seen. <laughs> no way. Rebel Wilson is horrendous. She's so funny. Liam Hemsworth is worse than Rebel Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) He's meant to be terrible. He's terrible. (laughs) And it deploys, oh, let's just go back until we have the perfect rom-com. Like, it tries to be meta, but it's just cringeworthy. No. Like, like, we watched this at school. You only liked it because you had a couple of drinks. Hey, no. I watched this film. (laughs) It came out in 2019. Loved it. Gave it four stars. And while I was... Very drunk. Perhaps I, did I didn't it. have enough alcohol, but that that isn't a good enough reason. It should be good when I'm sober, Joel. No, and it wasn't good. Oh. It's a really poor film. <sighs> it's just Netflix is just dishing out. Don't you have a lot of fun No, don't you just like cheap... soak it up? It can work well, but not in this one. Like they're just going for the cheap laugh. Oh, a couple of big stars. Oh, is that Hemsworth? Let's let's watch that. <laughs> At least he's not playing a fifty-seven-year-old this time, like in Poker Face. But oh. honestly, this is on par with Poker Face. No, this this is awful. Jesse, I'm just gonna chuck a couple of quotes at you. Isn't it romantic? More like, isn't it over? No, <laughs> no way, Jesse. What about remember this? Uh-uh. You are beguiling. <laughs> Did you just learn that word? Because you tend to say it a lot. If you want me to stop saying it, I will. But you're going to have to stop being so damn beguiling. Beguiling. <laughs> I remember laughing about this with you when Liam Hemsworth's dad was calling. He's like, oh, this is my dad calling me from Singapore. <laughs> I was like, why is that in Singapore? <laughs> I just have so much fun with this film. No. Australian, very much Australian no. talent. I'm happy to support you're, it. You're so wrong. Um, good fun. Lots of laughs. Plays, you know, on the gay best friend this stereotype. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But then he ends up just being a weed It was Adam Levine, isn't it? Was it? Yeah. Oh. So. oh, there you go. <laughs> the guy in the intern. Um, oh, yeah, Adam Le- Adam Devine. That's right. Oh, sorry, not Adam Levine. He's the Maroon 5 guy. <laughs> uh, and um, Priyanka Chopra. Oh, she was crying. <laughs> As the, the model, of the yoga model. Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't tell. 
Oh, this film's too good. Can yeah. I? Is there any chance I can pull up my review of this? No, one? Here, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. What did you give it? Four stars? I think you gave I it did. one star. I did. It's too much fun. Shocking. It's too much fun. Too much. Oh, nice. Uh, my number six is another film from 2021. That was on my. It was my actually my second favorite film of that year, Ooh. and it is one of the first films we ever reviewed on the show. It is Adam McKay's oh, "Don't Look Up." No. Now, interestingly enough, I think Adam McKay is a terrible director, apart from this movie, <laughs> <laughs> because look, The Big Short is very middling, and then Anchorman and Step Brothers are both crap. Mm. So, "Don't Look Up," I was not, did not have large expectations, <laughs> but it's really funny, and it's it's. Criticizing people that I also criticize because I am passionate about the earth. Okay. And it's got J. Law, DiCaprio, Street, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, Timmy Chalamet, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, and Kid Cudi. Now, before you go any further, the one thing I liked about this film was the star started cast. The cast is great. Everyone is killing it. You could have nominated Leah for Best Actor, even though it's like kind of a comedic role. He is unrecognizable. He's never played this character no. before. He no. is so vulnerable and so quiet and so nervous. He is fantastic. The script is on point. No way. This is my big problem. The sharp. It. It's it is terrible. so funny. The sh- sharp editing between the character perspectives. It's a. It's a perfect satire. It goes does exactly what it needs to do. I've rewatched it. It holds up. Oh, the editing is great with the stills of wildlife cutting to Meryl Streep having a photo with Steven Seagal <laughs> to Leo and Kate. It's just it's just a good time. My favorite part is Leo pretending to be interested in a woman, woman his own age. Oh. It's very fun. <laughs> I just think there. I love the pairing of J. Laura and Timothy Chalamet. That was so random. I don't know and if I like it. And there are so many I don't know if I like I, iconic lines in this. This is one of the most quotable movies ever. It's like, bro, can I be vulnerable in your car? Oh, I freaking love fingerling potatoes. <laughs> there are, there are quotes on quotes. It's like, when Jonah Hill's praying at the end, I was like, dear God, I just want to say thank you for like stuff, like, <laughs> like, like dope stuff, like like cars and houses. This is one of Jonah Hill's best roles. He, yeah. he knows exactly what he needs to do. Kind of has a crush on his mom, which is super funny. Yeah. Meryl Streep is per- perfect Trump impersonator. <laughs> I love Ron, Ron Perlman. He's like, I'd also like to shout out when he's going to the space. I'm like, I want to shout out to the Indians, both kinds. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out to the gays. <laughs> and he's, he's being the, the classic white American who has no idea what's going on. And just hamming it up. And I love how Adam McKay directed this. He just had a megaphone and was yelling at people. And that's, they just did what he told him to do. You can tell. It feels there are sloppy. So many, no, it's it not sloppy. sloppy. It's great. It's concise and it works. And because and, most of it's improv, that's why it feels natural, which is oh, great. That's like the my scene where Leo DiCaprio is on Sesame Street and just like starts swearing at the parents and stuff. That's all improv. Was it? Yeah. I just think it's it's just acting at its finest. Wow. I think it's exceptional. Wow. That's a very um very strong diversion there, Jesse, to what I was I was thinking. Yeah. For me, what you this is very much your style of film. Yeah. For me, I, I I'm for improv, but it sounds like and it seems like for me that Adam McKay wrote a brief synopsis of what he wanted to see and then shouted with his megaphone, All right. Just do whatever, see where we get. And for me, it feels like a very sloppy, unorganized well, approach no. to a satire. No, 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 no. no. Well so upon. he has a script. Right. And he delegates a certain amount of time for each scene. Uh-huh. And if they finish early, they're allowed to improv. Okay. And then they just put sort of fix. He's he's being he's actually being humble. Yeah. And not saying no. It's 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 what I've written. Mm. You know the characters better than I do. If you think a line will work better, you say it. Mm. Which is a really inclusive way of filmmaking. Mm. <laughs> 
Unlike David O. Russell with his ensemble cast in Amsterdam. Yeah, no, that's that's a film I'm clearly hoping to avoid. Yeah. The the my my big problem is is just um I I think for a serious issue like this, yes, you can either get the satirical approach with it, but I almost didn't want to see this sort of approach with an all star cast. For me, I just wanted a bit. You wanted more like of a, a drama, a bit of a drama, oh, I think. Mate. Which is my personal taste with that. This like, was. I will admit, it was funny. I, 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 I'll, I'll put it through. It was funny, but I just yeah, there's a couple of issues in there. I thought I'm not loving this as much as everyone else. This was the best film that was nominated for best picture in that Oscar season. Whoa. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like the Suicide Squad didn't get nominated, so this is my next favorite of the year. So. This is a great film. Oh, wow. Jeez. You are wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. My number six is Don't Look Up. Uh, my number one, two, three, six is... We actually watched this a couple of months ago. After mate's party, slept over at my place. Oh. Hobbs and Shaw. In fact, Fast oh. and Furious presents. Oh. Colin. This is a one-star film. <laughs> this film is so bad. Jesse, tell us what you love about this film. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> So, end of Fury 7. Mm. The Rock and Jason Statham has made up. Mm. They, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Then, they now hate each other and have to work together and it's two butting heads. Don't you get a kick out and of that? It is, there is no plot. There are a bunch of loosely connected action scenes with an extra 40 minute tag along at the end because I think The Rock wanted to go on holiday with his family in Samoa. <laughs> the acting is terrible. The action is middling at best. Vanessa oh. Kirby brings some life to it. But there's so many, like, the scene where, like, a supermodel of every race comes out with their breasts hanging out. And this is, like, two, 2000s Fast and Furious. Like, what year are we in, people? And then the fact that The Rock, there's, like, eight cars and they all link up to make a chain to catch a helicopter. But the that chain breaks. That was cool. It looks visually And so cool. The Rock grabs the chain. So he's stronger than the eight cars. Proving that the eight cars just weren't needed because you have The Rock. No, because he's, he's got the eight cars but to support him. the worst part in both Jason Statham and The Rock's contracts it says i must not look like a bigger pussy than the other guy clause that means the number of times they get hit has to be the exact same that's why they have to add on extra action scenes like jason statham going into the apartment that was cool and no it wasn't that was a great scene and him going in they had the tour oh let's have two corridors one let's put one guy in the other and 50 guys in the other that was funny and jason statham kills all of them just to make the contract even yeah that is He's proving himself <laughs> sorry, to sorry. The Rock. No, that's okay. He's proving himself no, to The Rock. This film is why I hate The Rock now. Oh, no. Why I... The whole Hollywood... This is everything that... Everything that is bad about Hollywood is in this film. Everything. Jesse, what if This we film is abysmal. What if we... Well, not that we would have been, because... I checked out when they were running down the side of a building. That works. That is not how physics works. You would just fall. Anti-grav. No, you would just fall, Joel. You would just fall. Doctor Who has an anti-grav bike, isn't it? Yeah, it drives up a building. This is like... F9 was bad, but at least it was kind of funny. This This is is funny. There are no funny moments here. What about when they're having the... This is flat. What about when they both cut to the scene 
And they're like, they have to work together. And they're like, no effing way. That was... Uh, and then they're both like giving digs at each other. Don't get me started on the Kevin Hart cameo. Oh, uh, the, the Rock one said that working with you is like dragging my balls across broken glass. Watching this movie, Dwayne, is like that for me. <laughs> Dwayne, don't this, listen to This should have been your number one. What is on the, on the rest of your list? Wow, that's some I am ones. so... I'm honest with Lipa, that's where I was very aggressive. No, it's okay. But it's alright. I am offended... You're offended. Here we go. you like this movie. We've kicked into gear, put my car into gear. This film, this is one of the, this is, this would be like worst 50 I've ever seen. But you like David Leitch, Jesse, the director. I like him for Bullet Train and Deadpool 2. He did some good direction in this though. Like there's some cool scenes that were, were, were. No, he didn't. What about when their lives are compared side by side to each other? That was good. Okay, the one scene I liked. Yeah. But the thing that pissed me off the most, Atomic Blonde. David Lee's directed. Yeah. Charlie's Theron sells all the action because she overcommits each time she punches someone. Yeah. And here, Vanessa Kirby is like just like, Ugh. and then you go flying backwards. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. And not trying to be sexist because he's done it. Charlie's Theron can sell that. Yeah. If an, and it's the same stunt coordinator. It's David Leach. If he just told Vanessa Kirby to overcommit, it would have worked. But it all looks so goofy. Yeah. It, this this film was just utter. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> I love it, and we'll continue to love it as much as you hate it, Jesse. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad right now. You're mad. I'm Ooh, mad. You're gonna love the rest of these ones then. My number six is Fast and Furious presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw. Dun, dun, dun. I didn't even talk about Black Superman. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. No, that I'm really Black Superman. He was cool as. Idris was so. Idris was cool, dude. Idris I love him. Brixton Law. <laughs> Why didn't you upgrade to Eric Captain? My number five is Love Actually. Really? Yes, oh, this is the best Christmas movie, Joel. You're just incorrect. I know you have another Christmas movie on your list coming up. We're going to move on. This is all-star British cast. This is what I love. I love the intersecting relationships. There's like 10 romances that happen. They spend just enough time on each one. This is one of the most clever scripts because it never lingers on one for too long and it never rushes over one for too long. Mm. Every actor is giving their best. It's so much, Hugh Grant as the Prime Minister is just it's just lovely. Even, even the adult film stars couple Martin, that, Martin Freeman that and the other lady. I, I thought it, it brought some bit of life it to it. It was random. It was it was unexpected. Yeah. It is so charming. It makes you believe in love at the holiday time. Shout out to Thomas Brody Sangster. Okay, this is my big problem. One of my favorite needle drops of all time is when Joanna starts singing "All I Want for Christmas Is You." <laughs> I think Emma Thompson is brilliant in this film. Alan Rickman, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth. Laura Liney, Liam Neeson in the early one of the early roles I like him in. I look, let's do it, Dad. Let's get the shit kicked out of us by love. <laughs> I was like, I feel you, bro. No, it does. She's so much older than him, though. It it, it feels what? like. For. Are we talking about Thomas Brody? Here? Yeah, and Joanna. Yeah. They're the same age. No. In real life. You know, Ke- Kieran Knightley is only five years older than Thomas Brody Sexter. That's the one part I have a problem with. Kieran Knightley is like 17 and she's marrying Chilichelli Ejiofor. He's like 20 years older than her. Mm. But apart from that, it's, it's this is the best Christmas film. I don't know oh, what else to say. There's nothing Christmassy about this. Richard Curtis has magic to him. Like this, About Time, uh, Notting Hill. He just, he knows what he's doing. And this this is this is a great film. Okay, I like how Wikipedia structured this one because I'm going to go through and just say a couple things. Uh, who's Billy Mack and Joe? I'm just completely the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bill Nye, is it? I think so. I don't know. This is how Wikipedia. It's is. gonna be a very good Christmas. <laughs> Forgettable. Don't remember no. that story. <laughs> Juliet and Peter is Chiwetel. And no, the, no. Yeah, yeah. Chiwetel yeah. and 
Keira Knightley. Yeah, and Mark. Mark's in there as well. That was probably my favourite. Oh, I love the carol singer. That's so cute. No, she's clearly that was so cute. Tell. That just doesn't. That was I, so cute. I was not buying it's, into the that. The film is so charming and lovely. Joel has no heart. Everyone. I, I do have a heart. Joel likes Hobbs and Shaw more than this film. Oh, I mean, I do, but <laughs> <laughs> actually, I don't know. I might have given. Yeah, maybe it was a bit higher. Um, I just thought, why Alan Rickman had to be. A what was che- wrong with him? He was a cheater. Well, everyone can't be perfect. Yeah, I know. If you if you they left all relationships happy, you'd hate it even more. Yeah, they've oh, got to have some like great characters. Oh, it makes me angry because it's real. Had, it's supposed to be real. Like he had a good good life. So yeah, like, and he threw it away because that's what happens. That's humanity. Oh, man. And then the whole this is my favorite one to shit on. Sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'll make it. I'll just make it explicit. Um, the whole Joanna thing seems too mature for his age. He's like, it seems like... <clears> who <throat> cares? I'm like, you're a kid. Do so, it the way that you would do it He's a kid. He a has no... His brain hasn't fully developed yet. He's like a developed 60-year-old. No, he's not. And Liam Neeson is like a kid with him. It brings the life back to him because oh. he's just lost his wife. Oh, no. It's so nice. Oh, oh no. my gosh, stop. And then I just like... So I love Colin. I am Colin, god of sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to some bar and, oh my gosh, Debbie Reynolds is there. <laughs> Oh, that was... It's just a whole lot of things with this movie. I like this sort of movies, and I probably need to give it another go, but I just didn't get... I didn't get into the whole Christmassy spirit of it. I was like, there's too much other stuff going on. Focus on Christmas, everyone. You know, sing carols. And they do. The, Bill Nye has a Christmas number one now. Yeah, but then there's other stuff going on. It's yeah. like, you know, not saving time at Christmas or, you know, like going on a train to the... Yeah. Um, you know, I want more of that. I love the one where Bill Nye confesses, confesses his love to his male manager. And he's like, blimey, 10 minutes of Elton John's. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. There's so many funny... It's not like some like... The dialogue is like funny and like rude in places that you wouldn't expect. And mm. It makes it a bit more real. Mm. Which I think it, it's just... It's so good. I'll make you a promise, Jess. I will give it another watch. Because you you've got to find I me bought DVD. the DVD yeah, for you. Did. You and still haven't you... watched Donning Hill. I, I have... I want to. I'm gonna. You know, I'm, I'm gonna watch it within the next uh, couple couple weeks. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Well, I've actually seen my top fifty. I'd say. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Mm. All right. So my number five is love. Actually. Now my number five is I think is a very underrated film. I think that a lot yeah. of people do like it, um, but it just gets kind of trumped by the fans of the book. I'm talking about the Half Blood Prince, Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. You know why I don't like it. <laughs> Joel, explain yourself. <laughs> I obviously I haven't read the book, so that's a little bit criminal there. I'll just put that out there. Um, but I had a really nice time with this film. I think it's it set itself up as you know we, we're getting into action. We've kind of Harry and the gang are uh, getting sorted. Every there's a threat. There's a looming threat. You know where everything's very much present, happening right now. We have the kind of tease of the Half-Blood Prince, which I was all about like, ooh, who is it? Um, this film felt darker. It was visually darker. Um, hard to see sometimes. But I was just impressed with the way that they were experimenting. David Yates, I, I do like his work with the Harry Potter uh, series, um, was trying to do something different with Harry Potter. Because obviously yeah. we have the first one very much light and, and happy and, and you know kind of has this Christmassy magic to it. Um, and then as sort of the threat of Voldemort is kind of weaving its way over Hogwarts and the students there, 
dark secrets do begin to get revealed and there's this big plot and everything. And I was going, this is great. Uh, I watched this film um, with one of my mates in lockdown. Had a great time. This is when I sort of started. Did you watch it with? Tiana. We're still friends? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, we, I had a great time with it. I thought it was fantastic. I love the action. I thought the action was good. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) I was, I was really like, okay. And yeah, the half Quidditch game and the <laughs> Dumbledore going away. <laughs> <laughs> and and Helena Bonham Carter oh, as Bellatrix it was cool. Look, let me just say, it, it it ruined my favorite book and my favorite character. See, I don't have that problems. <laughs> yeah, Ginny Weasley was once the best character in Harry Potter. And now, uh, get, shoelace. <laughs> She's just Harry's yes woman the yes. whole time. Like she Aww. has she has no arc that isn't. Re- she has no personality that doesn't relate to Harry. Oh. She never talks to any other females in the film. I didn't know that. Okay. Like, we'd never see Hermione and Ginny and Luna's little friendship. Really? Yeah. Do we ever get that? Yes. Like, yeah, we do. They're like, a, they're like the, the, the girls, you know? Yeah. Like, Ginny and Luna are like best friends. Oh. But you wouldn't think it, would you? No. Because they never use Ginny. Oh. That is a bit sad. That yeah. is a bit sad. But I think in terms of the, the main plot of the... Because unfortunately, when you're adapting from book to cinema, you do have to make some. some yeah, which Order of the Phoenix did perfectly. I do agree because they cut out all the things better. that didn't need to be in the book, and just focused on the, the core things, and it was great. Yeah. And I don't know what went wrong because it's the same director. Yeah, but he didn't write it. He's just putting the screen. Whoever wrote it. Yeah, but it. he, if he must use the same team. So what happened to the editing this time? Oh well. We cut out all of Voldemort's backstory and put in a bunch of crap about Ron Lavender. Like who cares? It's barely, it's not even a big, th- it's not even a, the hugest of deals in the book. I don't know. This film just feels like token Harry Potter for me. Like, mm. I had a great time watching I'm, it. With I'm my really best sad mate. That's, your, that's your vibe of what token Harry Potter is. Well, it just kind of everything I thought Harry Potter, because this is my first time watching it. Like, I hadn't watched or seen Harry Potter before this, and I was banging my way through the series. And I thought, oh, the way, what I thought I knew about Harry Potter and whatever, I thought that this is. And, you know, I, I, I do love Alan Rickman as Snape. And I thought we had some good stuff with him in here as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought I had a good time. Good time with this one. A bit darker, a bit more mature as it's kind of developing. And it's kind of calm calm before the storm. But also, the death of Dumbledore. I that was a big moment. I was not expecting at all. What? I wasn't expecting <laughs> And then it just kind of caught me off. I thought he kind of hangs around. Had you not realised that he died until you watched the movie? Yeah, I didn't know. No one told you? No one told wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I just kind of managed to avoid that, and I really got caught up in it. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm kind of happy with the the way it went out was a bit not the best, but also I think that it kind of happened at the right time in the story, and, and it kind of helps the other two in the in the future. So yeah, Half Blood Prince had a great time with this one. Whatever you reckon. Whatever you reckon. Right, my number four is a good one because this was on Joel's worst ten of twenty twenty one, and I was like, really? That's so surprising. I'm going to go check it out. And if I had watched it in time for our episode, it would have been my number three uh, of that year. Ah, there we go with this. It's Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Here we go. It's, it's like top three Edgar Wright for me. I love this film. Ooh, I what love would you it. give it? That's your score. I've given it like a solid like 89. <laughs> what did you give it? I don't know, like 59 maybe. <laughs> so, Tom McKenzie, who's brilliant by the way. There's Eloise, who is going to fashion school in London. And she stays in this hotel. And one night she... Goes to, she goes to sleep and she gets transported back to the 60s where she interacts with Sandy, played by Ida Taylor-Joy, and Jack, played Sandy. by Matt, Matt Smith. 
and what life is like there because she's so passionate about the 60s. And then she learns that it's not all cut as good as it's cut out, cut out to be. Mm. And it becomes like a mystery about what happened to Sandy because she believed that Sandy was murdered. Yeah. And she tries to solve the mystery from 50, 60 years ago. And it's just, it's pure Edgar Wright. It's amazing script, great soundtrack, good dialogue. The editing is on point and the special camera tricks, like in the dance scene where Matt Smith is dancing with both girls at once, that's yes. all practical. Okay. That's all practical. They, they choreographed that, that perfectly. Really cool. The acting, Anna Taylor-Joy and Thomason are so good. It's so much fun and uplifting. I even, I even shed, shed a manly tear at the end. Joel, really? At, at the epilogue. Well, no, it was a few tears, I'll be honest. Oh. I thought the love interest was great, and then Terrence Stamp also did very well. He was like future Matt Smith, wasn't he? No. Well, that's no. what we're inclined to believe. Yeah, 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 He was future Sam Claflin, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. He was um, Finnick O'Dare as well. He's great. I, I just loved it. I love Edgar Wright. He's my favorite director, and this was uh, just what I expected from him. Wow. I yeah. see. I was very much looking forward to this. The, the first act blew me away. I was like, this is great. And then it just continued to get worse, in my opinion. Like, it just, I, it, it, it was not in any way what I was marketed. I was very much disappointed with what I kind of, I thought it would be a, a bit of a, a different film. It was quite quite dark. It went in places that I was like, okay. And even the way that the, the final act reveal kind of, kind of like, it, it makes sense, but I think this is very twisted. And, and, and I, I, I don't know if it, I'm... Um, like we, I, f- I feel like we didn't get any of that with Anya Taylor, and so with the final reveal, I was like, "This doesn't seem like a connection." Were you? Did you pick the ending? No, I I thought it was going to be either the old lady or her grandma, uh, but I was still shocked by the fact that the Unintelligible Joy's ending. I didn't see coming. Yeah, either. no, no, that completely, and, and I was a bit disappointed because I, mm. in the, in a way, but and in a way, it's also tr- supposed to be triumphant, but. I just I, I'm I'm gonna call it and you're gonna hate me for this. Just, we're good. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that was terrifying. I just spilled a can of drink onto my laptop and none of it came out. <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're... right, cool, calm, composure. <laughs> we're good. Um, I'm not a fan of Edgar Wright's horror. I, I'm I wasn't okay, really. Before you continue, have you yeah. seen *A Shot of the Dead*? No. Well, why? <laughs> I don't know. That is his horror film. Yeah, but this was. And you haven't to... seen it. You can't say not a fan of Ed Grant's horror. With oh, no, he doesn't have any other horror. Okay, film. wasn't a fan of his horror. What other film. films have you seen with horror in it, Frank Wright? I don't know this one. Yeah, so what is that statement? Okay, well, I wasn't what a fan of what he did in this one. I, I didn't. Well, you can felt, say that. It felt cheap. Okay. The way I, he I did it, and I was a bit disappointed with that because it started off so well, but hey. And it ended so well. Oh, I love this. This is Jesse was Jesse. I I think you were, we were going to go watch it on the same afternoon, and then you didn't end up going to watch yeah. it. And I thought I'll watch it, and then we ended up. And you were like, "What? You didn't like it?" And I was like, "Yeah, anyway." Oh, great film, bro. Great, great film. film. So my number four is Last Night in Soho. Now this film was also directed by David Leach. Once mm-hmm. upon a Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> that is it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, I mean, I gave it. I just gave it half a star. Because <laughs> I love Deadpool 2 and it took all the f bombs out and all the crude jokes and all the bloody all the blood and bloody action, and it, rep- and it sanitized it and it added Fred Savage from The Princess Bride, which I watched last year and absolutely hated. Oh. 
I yeah, I just think I was just really disappointed. I didn't realize it was going to be like that when I watched it. Right. I okay. was just completely baited into watching Deadpool, but what to to, to but worse. Right. Okay. And I okay. just let me really set my taste in my mouth. Okay. Okay. See, I have an opposite journey with that. I um had kind of made myself the promise that I wouldn't watch any MA15 films until I was 15. So that's why I haven't seen a lot of All right, of Joel, film. you're a better person than me. Fine. No, it's not <laughs> like that. I just, I mean, my parents had kind of been like, oh, you know, and I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that either. Um, so this film, when it came out, I thought, oh, Deadpool. Because I was very familiar with Deadpool. I remember seeing the trailer. I, I was exposed to the X-Gol, Red Band give trailer. It to you, X-Gol, the give Red it Band to trailer, Jesse. What? The, the trailer that they release. That is actually like a depiction of the film. So there's like green oh, band yeah. and red band. Red band has all the f bombs. Titties yeah. out. <laughs> there's no titties in the at the strip club in the first one. Oh, the first is. movie. Sorry. And so I was like, oh, well, okay, who's Deadpool? But I'm very much familiar with this character. Like he's kind of funny, yeah. but it seems a bit like a bit intense for a young, maybe like twelve yeah. year old or so. Um, and then this film was announced, and I was like. I can finally watch a Deadpool film. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun with the PG-13. Whereas I had 13. seen the first one. And then the second and one then as the second well. One. Yeah. And I thought... I actually think this is better than the first one. Well, the Deadpool 2. Yeah. I think it's so much fun. I love the X-Force and <laughs> Peter. So good. And how they just, <laughs> they just like kill them all off. Yeah. But they cut it out. Like, you actually see them being shredded by the one belt. I bet they just cut out. And like, you see Deadpool getting ripped in half in the first one, but they just cut it. Yeah. So I was like, I, this is... Un- it, it, it's family accessible like, I would have just watched Deadpool 2 again if I knew okay yeah. no I get that I get that I, th- I, for me, I think I, it's just really I, cheap and it's such a huge crash crap and I saw right through it even at 14 15. okay okay yeah. and whereas I would come at that with my positive movie approach of, I think it's great that they're making the character more accessible in some ways sure another. yeah yeah so my number four is Once Upon a Deadpool mm. my number three oh no it could be our biggest score difference because I get this film mm. Uh, a 70 Okay And Joel gives it a 12 This film is about 96 years old Ladies and gentlemen But And we had to study it for English Ah yes <laughs> And uh, I was like Oh it's a black and white silent film I was blown away At how good Metropolis was I thought uh, it was really great Oh my It tells In a futuristic city Sharply divided Between the working class And the city planners The son of the city's mastermind Frida Falls in love with a working class prophet Maria who predicts the coming of a saviour to meditate their differences. Mm. And we, we had to dissect it to death in English, it, we, but I still liked it, you know? Well, I, 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 I thought it was so ahead of its time. I was really engaged with the story, even though it was a silent film. It had just the right amount of script. There wasn't like, a script. Like, oh, no, but like, like when it flashed. So, yeah, apart from, yeah. I will mention, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which has way too much like text for okay. a silent film. Yep. I thought, I was, I'll be honest, Frida's kind of hot. <laughs> hey, I, the I did, running scene. I did Woo-hoo. like him. Running scene. I thought that the last hour, I was like, it, it, it takes a while to get going. I'll be honest. Mm. The two last hour, hours, I was. Jesse, it was a long film. Yeah, I watched like the two hour version. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't. So no, I watched you the full watched version. The full two and a half. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I okay. watched it back later. Yeah. Okay. And because I watched it again, and because for English, and I was like, that last hour with all the flooding and the the machine not working, and I was like, this is. Remarkable! Wow. For 1927, this came out 12 years before World War Two, and it's mm. I'm seeing World War Two on the screen. Mm. This is this is an achievement in cinematic achievement like no other. Okay. And I was so blessed to be studying it in school. Oh, that's so really nice. Whereas English jo- teachers, if you're listening, we love you guys. Yeah, sh- <laughs> shout out Mrs. Crawshaw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I I have to say, I watched this film before we studied it, 
and I, I was quite. The premise, upon studying it, I did appreciate it more, but my enjoyment of it stays the same. Like, I can appreciate what it's doing, and but I cannot sit there for two and a half hours in a silent film. With like 480p resolution. Joel likes talking and I like being silent, everyone. Yeah. I, I, Joel, it's 1927. Get over the resolution. But the, <laughs> just, <laughs> it was too much. I know it was too much. It felt like there was too much and yet not enough going on. Because thematically, there's a lot going on. and But also, it just felt like I was watching. Like for me, it was hard to pick up what exactly they wanted me was going to figure out what was going on unless they put mm. the script on the screen. Because I didn't pick up some things. And then we are talking about it in class. Yeah, and I was but, going, when did that happen? Yeah, but I feel like I could still follow what was going on without the talking. Okay. You can tell from people's facial expressions. Yeah. Which was really cool. And they just had just enough script to keep you in. Mm. It, 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 for me, I'm going to surmise it in one sentence. It was more fun to talk about and study than actually watch. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just, that's just what I kind of... Because it, it, I, I can appreciate it. It's a very old film and I think it's actually gone public. So if you ever want to make a... a the, the rights have gone public domain. So yeah. if you want to make Metropolis, a Metropolis, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Wait till the end of 2023 list to hear some <laughs> thoughts about that one. Um, but yeah, I, I just... Unfortunately, because I, I was very excited when I heard we were doing a film study for English. So I think I was just a bit let down. Yeah. yeah. I disagree, mate. This is, oh. this is a really good film. Oh, okay. It's a really good film. 70 from you. Oh, yeah. I, give, I give it a 70, mate. Oh. This, is, this is a cracker. Oh. Way better than Hoffman Shaw. Oh, no way. No way. No way at all. All righty. Call yourself a cinephile. Hey, I'm growing. <laughs> okay. Your number three. My number three is The Spy Next Door. I freaking uh, love this film. Really? It's so funny. To be fair, I watched this one and I was like, had a vomiting bug. Oh. But it still sucked. Like, oh, that's funny, This is Jesse. just Jackie Chan outtakes of stunts from his better movies with some loosely connected plot threads and babysitting <laughs> two children that is totally fine and the most ridiculous bad guy ever who was the bad guy i don't remember but um, it was like some like mustache twirling like hmm, big guy, anton like, i'm Polder. gonna get you i think no. i think that was anton it's crap but you talk about it i have so many fun memories with this film jackie chan is hilarious i love him bob ho is the greatest <laughs> spy for Ugh. a child demographic i think he's so funny um, getting to see him like undercover or just, you know, living suburban life was just hilarious. Like he's got all these gadgets and he's a bit quirky and everyone's like, I wonder what's going on here. Um, and then one of the youngsters accidentally downloads that secret formula and Bob's mm. longtime nemesis comes back. So they're put in the fold of it. I just had absolutely hilarious, fun, fun time with this. I, I really, um, it's nice and short, um, lots of action, um, and just getting to see kind of the way they're all interacting with each other, the kids, particularly, you know, you kind of have the stern, serious older sister, then you have the younger one, the middle child who's like, you know, very much like active in the whole spy stuff. And then you have the young girl who is just sitting in the back seat having some good laughs. And I think at one point she gets kidnapped in the film as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just so much fun for me. I, I just have a lot of good times with this. And I could easily pop it on again and just have oh. some more laughs. Respectfully disagree. <laughs> All right, moving on to my number two. With some of my favorite character names in cinema, this one. We've got uh, Foxy Loxy, Run of the Litter, Abby, Abby Mallard, Buck, Ch- Buck Cluck, Turkey Loki, Goosey Lucy, 
and fish out of water. It is Chicken Little, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. Chicken Little is fantastic. <laughs> and Joel hates it. <laughs> Why? I believe you gave it one and a half stars. I did. It's, it's, it's approaching four stars for me. Four? Yeah. It's four a, stars? It's approaching four. Why? Why do you Look, like it, Jesse? Ladies and gentlemen, the sky is falling. No, that doesn't make any sense. How can the and sky fall? Sanity has flown the coop. Who will rise to save the day? Together with his hysterical band of misfits, Chicken Little must hatch a plan to save the planet from alien invasion and prove that the world's biggest hero is a little chicken. He's not a hero. He is such a hero. I love the song from it. One little slip. <laughs> This is so. This is like a so bad it's good movie. The the dial, the writers know exactly what they're doing. Oh, it's dude. hilarious. The characters are so funny, and it's so over dramatic. It's like it's like a Nicolas Cage movie animated. Yeah. It, oh. I just think you got to be in the right headspace for this, and I certainly was. I, I probably wasn't. It was so charming, very likable. Zach Braff. He went from this movie to dating Florence Pugh, so he's done. He's done all right there. <laughs> I think this is so much fun. Now the director. He's directing the new Garfield movie with Chris Pratt. Mm. But he's also directing a movie like F called Funko, about like Funko Pops. It's like a, a mo- like an animated film. Okay. Called okay. Funko. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think about that one. But, yeah. So that looks all right. But yeah, what's the one to love about Chicken Little? This is, this is, this is such a great film. Oh, you're, you're just the wrong, bro. This, uh, I couldn't connect with the characters. I just thought it was so stupid. It was so absurd. The, 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 from literally the sky falling, I was like, okay, "The sky is falling." This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And then I just, I actually got a bit annoyed by Chicken oh. Little. To be honest, I found him quite, um, is repulsive. Good word. I, I, he really repulsive. I, I don't know. He really frustrated me. I, I was not a fan of um, I love the relationship with his dad as well. Like playing baseball and getting his dad to like him. Oh, <laughs> so sad. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. there's just not a lot here for me to, to unpack. Even I think um, Patrick Stewart's role was just kind of why cast him. Oh, you Mr. Know? Yeah, he was great. He I was just, really great. I, I was like, okay, all right. Just could have been done a bit better, I think. Also, Adam West is in it. Adam West. Yeah, OG Batman. Yeah, who's he play? Uh, Ace. Ace. Hollywood Chicken Little. Remember he goes to Hollywood and he's like, oh yeah, Ace, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, just, I don't know. I'm, I, this, is, this is a film that just came and went for me. Only 80, 81 minutes too. It flies by. Yeah. Yeah. So like, all I got to say is just, uh, meh. <laughs> and that's my, that's my comment for the film. Oh, and actually, hang on. One last one. Uh, Jane Cusack. I love her, but she oh, was yeah. terrible. Oh, no. I, she's I, a great I, voice I, actor. <laughs> she's Jessie. She's a great voice actor. No, sorry. Uh, I, I, I didn't like I, her. I can't agree. I, I, can't, I can't agree. <laughs> my number two is Chicken Little. Now you're going to love my number two, Jesse. Here we go. Directed by Kyle Boulder and Pierre Coffin Minions. Oh. 2015 release. Before Gru, they hit a, had a history of bad bosses. Oh we follow Stuart, Kevin, and Bob as they're recruited king by. <laughs> it's funny. How's a minion the freaking king? He lifted the stone. Bro, and sword this out of the is stone. marketing the movie. Or this is a ninety-minute promotion of Minion stuffed toys. They tried to do. See, the, I like to compare this film to Penguins of Madagascar uh-huh. because you take the funny side characters, give them their own film. Penguins of Madagascar it works. It's easily the best Madagascar film. This is awful. No, this is, I mean Minions Rise of Gru is a big improvement. Oh, very, I, I, very I, don't, I that, that's that's a decent film. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, this is stupid. There are no good human characters. 
Whereas they're, not, in, they're not meant to be good. Whereas minions have grew. No, but not like good, like good, like well fleshed out characters. Mm. You have Sandra Bullock as who was she again? Scarlet Overkill. It's crap. So you're relying the whole film on this Stuart, Kevin, and Bob who don't speak English. <laughs> it's like, how did you hate Metropolis and like this? This has like less dialogue than Metropolis. <laughs> I love the minions. I have. Whereas a lot of fun minions are as a guru, you have guru to communicate and talk. Tra- and can talk to the minions. Yeah, I don't know because it's just I'm I'm too old. Like, <laughs> I watched when I was ten. I was too old for it. Oh jeez. This is film for babies. <laughs> what does that say about me, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. The filmmakers don't care about actual good storytelling. Like, because, like, the first two Despicable Me are great films. Mm. They're really good. Yeah. This is, de- this is terrible, mate. Well, this one's even got um, John Hamm, <clears throat> Michael Keaton. So? <laughs> so what? Steve Carell's still there. The other thing is, it made a billion dollars at the box office. Hell yeah. Can you believe it? Yes, because the kids this love it. This is my Jesse. second worst it. animated film I've ever seen. No way. Yeah. This, this is this is god awful. That hurts. This is terrible. It's, it's, just, it's just minions existing. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, they're in the Ice Age and now they're in like New York. <laughs> Don't you find that entertaining? No. What? Where is the time constraints in this film? <laughs> they just kind of waddle around and they and sleep in a department store. That was funny. And I love how there's it's not like there's other minions or like weird characters. Every other character is human. No one is like, oh my gosh, the minions. <laughs> like, it's meant to be a fish out of water. <laughs> And they also like how long do minions live for? Um, that's a very good question. Is they immortal? Th- this this is confirmed. A, it's, it's it's a silly film. It's very silly. Silly. Film. It's very very silly. I, I disapprove of it. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. You weren't, didn't get the little Macca's toys. <laughs> Collector of the Macca's toys. I was, I was a fan. I just liked getting to see something because they were the standouts in the Despicable Me. No, Vector was. Oh, right, in the first one. And Vector, and um, the, and the, the, the three girls were great. Yeah, but the minions take the show. No, but no, the minions were used the perfect amount in the first Despicable Me. Uh-huh. But then they kept overusing them and overusing them, and I think it's meant to be their story. So they got though. worse and they got worse and worse. Putting a film in there through their eyes, you no, know. No, they got worse and worse. Oh dear. Oh, Jesse. Right, Con- I'm going to love to love what <laughs> you have. It's time for our recaps. It is. It My is. number 10 is Uncharted. <laughs> number 9 is Free Guy. Number 8 is Sky High. Number 7 is Hop. Number 6 is Don't Look Up. Number 5 is Love Actually. Number 4 is Last Night and Soho. Number 3 is Metropolis. Number 2 is Chicken Little. And my number one is a film I had given five stars and Joel hasn't even rated on Letterboxd is Arias's Midsommar. <laughs> oh. This yes, is like one of the greatest films I've ever seen. It is so harrowing, but beautifully shot, perfectly acted, beautiful cinematography and score. The storyline that's such a slow burn, but you're never bored. It just keeps going and going. And you're just like, oh crap, oh no, oh I'm no, oh no, oh no. And then the last 45 minutes was like, oh, but hits you. you just want more of it. No. Well, you I never do. want. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'll, I'll let, I'll, I've talked about it enough. I'll let Jolt talk about uh, it because we watched it quite recently. Yes, this film really troubled me. It really <laughs> did trouble me. I had a lot of. I, I was ex- I was very much in at the start. I was like, okay, this is good, and then it went in a completely different direction to what I was expecting. We go to a Swedish cult. My problem is, and this is also a praise of the film, but for me, it's a problem, is that they. I mean, I guess they had to, but they glorified. The cult, I felt like. I, the I feel like they visuals. didn't. They, I don't feel they glorified it. I think they showed that they genuinely believe that what they're doing is right. And you can, it's like Thanos. Mm. Do you agree with him killing half the population? No, but you, no, understand, you understand. And you understand the cult. 
And over time, the, the characters Florence Pugh goes with the Americans become less and less likable. Especially Jack Rayner as Christian. Yeah. And well, so you're kind of on the fence, which is a really good spot to be in. There's no, like, hero and villain. The only you're, There's just Florence Pugh. Yeah. And you're supporting the one character, Florence Pugh, throughout her journey. It, it, it kind of frustrated me. No matter what side me. she ends up yeah. on. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of, like, the first <laughs> hour was really slow. Like, it was really I just, like, slow. I agree, but it didn't affect me. I was like, I'm so in. You were... I was like, yeah. I'm I'm all for the slow burn. It was. Oof. I wouldn't have watched the director's cut, but no. I thought it, I thought you can't cut two minutes out of this film. Maybe just two minutes. Mm. It kind of uses the slow to linger on things and 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 like mm, like really get you going. But how good was that? And like the the cinema, the sound of like the Swedish group like just humming and making music. How beautiful is that? I, it, it's it's beautiful in a disturbing way. And, and again, the way this film touches me my heart and my emotions is really like I felt like my sort of bubble was popped and, mm. and it left me feeling a bit almost emotionless and numb after the film because Ari Aster is such a realistic craft filmmaker. He knows how to really get an emotion out of you and really make supernatural things seem quite human like he did in Hereditary um, and for me, I think, I wouldn't say took it too far, but I was taken a bit too yeah. far with this one. So I was surprised because Hereditary is one of your favourite films, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I'm I was really looking forward to Bo really is Afraid like as this. well. Yeah. And, and I'm, I've, I have been recommended that I should probably watch it again, but I think I'm just going to give some time to recover. Of course. Um, Could you ever give this a score, do you think? Maybe, maybe. Now I've been exposed to it, I could probably... And, and like I've said to... I probably said to you off camera before, Jesse, but objectively, I think this is a very good film. I think it's... I can recognise that it's very well Oh, okay, well okay, right, yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's not a film that I want to love by any means. I, I can't love this film ever, I don't think. And I think love... Now, this is going to... This is not me having a go at you or anyone who likes this film. But for me, loving this film, there's like... At least for me, I think there's an underlying issue there if I'm loving this film. <laughs> Again, if you love it, Jesse, that's totally fine. I mean, I love Hereditary and a lot of people have issues with Hereditary as well. So, you know, we both have an Ari Aster mind F on our love lists. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I think for me, it's such a tragic story. It's really sad, really disturbing. And it's, um, it's just that those images that get imprinted on your mind and not things that I want to be carrying with me. And I kind of hate that the film kind of has these such distinctive visuals because it's kind of going to stick with me forever, whether I like it or not. But, um, All right, fair enough, yeah. I guess. I, 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 I might watch it again. We'll give it, we'll give it one day. One day I'll All say. right, well, just let me know. I'll be there. Of course, of course. All right, my 10 to 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Smurfs 2, number 10. Number 9, Shrek 2. Number 8, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Number 7, Isn't It Romantic? Number 6, Fast and Furious Presents, Colin, Hobbs and Shaw. Number five, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Number four, Once Upon a Deadpool. Number three, The Spy Next Door. Number two, Minions. And number one is The Polar Express. Yeah, I thought it was coming. (laughs) I think we've nearly talked about this film too much. Too much. I'm just going to keep it concise. This film is magic for me. And I have so much fun with it every time I watch it. I actually don't know. The more I watch it, the less I can fault about it. Um, Because it's all put up the question I love which reality is real what's kind of going on is it a dream is it real um, Tom Hanks I like him in this film 
Um, I think the songs are great. Hot chocolate. Yeah, we got it. Jesse's just looking at me. I'm so sad. (laughs) So very, very sad. And this just has so many good memories for me. So I love it. You might think that I'm not raging like I do for Hobbs and Shaw. This is because I'm past raging. I'm just like blank. I have no feeling towards this. Is just this film has affected me beyond too much. I'd love to watch. I have. I can't waste another breath talking about this film. It will just pain me too much. I will say that if we ever made a worst 10 films of all time, yeah. it'd be close. It'd be close. Prob- oh, probably Lord. just on the list. Just on? Yeah. Oh, please release something worst else. Worst animated, worst Christmas, hey. worst Hanks, no. worst everything. No, 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 And if you know, you know, I know my people are out there. And my people are out there too. You know who you are. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um. I've got one, but... Let me just quickly put... You go first. I'm going to say... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 uh-uh. Obviously made like my top 5 of all time Yes And I know you like it I do But it was in like your bottom It was in like your number 22 out of yeah, 30 Yeah it's quite and low that, That's me. just not good enough So I had to include it as an honorable mention Not good enough? Okay Yeah Um, Pardon me Um, Let me have a look I'm going to sort And by... I know you you like think Sean the Sheep is alright But I just love it That's why it's had it on my list in the first place Yeah, yeah. Um you don't uh, have to have anything. No, no, no. There was one before that I, I wanted to... Charlotte's Web, I quite yeah, like. I hate that film. I hate it. <laughs> um, Frozen 2 is not that bad. Yeah, Jesse? Terrible cinema experience. Terrible cinema experience. Pacific Rim Uprising oh, was fun. Don't, no, no way. <laughs> it was fun. I More like excited. Pacific Rim up chucking. That film is just Transformers just vomited out oh, of film. Oh, mate. That was too good. It's wannabe Transformers, and Transformers is still bad. So. <laughs> oh, dear. And obviously, the famous Scream 5. Which film? Scream 5. Five Cream. Oh, yeah. It's coming out in March. No. That's okay. <laughs> Scream 6, Jesse. <laughs> Um, Which we will be revealing for the podcast Yes, I'm look very much looking forward I'm to not. it Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening Let us know what are some films And it, do you agree with any the choices on our lists or not? Yes, would you like me to put anything up, Jesse? Like a poll? Yes Or a, or a questionnaire thing? Put, put like? something, just put something up Okay, <laughs> Ooh, should I, I'll put something, I'll figure put it out something Put up, something mate. up uh, make sure to yeah follow us on Instagram at Bromax Pod. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. Yep, shout out Apple and Spotify. Of course, got merch on Redbubble, which you know Joel has now. I got merch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, What'd you find like, out? Apparently, we're on iTunes as well. Not that anyone uses oh, iTunes anymore. Buy but, uh, buy us. Buy us. You can buy Bromax. <laughs> buy us. And uh, yeah, shout out to Fred Johnson for the merch. Yes. Appreciate you on Redbubble. Keep in touch with us. We want to hear from you guys. And yeah, I've been Jesse. I'm Joel, and thank you so much for hanging in there today, guys. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Peace.